This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Label Clothing Company. Uh, they have been a huge supporter of mine for many years now. And anytime you see me wearing a dress shirt or a suit, it is from them. Uh, everything is custom made. And anyone who knows me knows I hate wearing suits and I hate wearing dress shirts. I not only look dapper, but the clothes feel great and uh, wear really well. So anyone in the need of a custom suit, definitely hit them up. You can find them online at label.co. Today, I am joined by celebrity wedding planner, Michael Russo of Michael Russo Events. And Mike gives us some great insight on how to work with his celebrities, how to get into that really, really upper echelon market, how he built his brand and is proud to call people like Rihanna, the Jonas Brothers, uh, so on and so on, his clients. And it's pretty amazing. Uh, we go back almost uh, 18 years at this point. So we really broke down building long-lasting relationships, keeping those, nurturing those relationships, and most importantly, how to satisfy your clients, especially ones at that level. So without further ado, I bring you my good friend and event planner, Michael Russo. What is up, everybody? Today, I am joined by none other than my dear friend, Michael Russo. Um, just to give you a little prefix on Mikey and I's relationship, um, literally, we go back 17 years now. It's crazy, um, right? It is absolutely insane. Um, and something I always preach on the podcast is uh, you have to go long-term thinking right. because so many times people are so short-sighted. And I remember back 17 years ago, neither of us had businesses and we were sitting at Lucky... No, not... I was about to say Lucky Chanks, but no, that's... <laughs> PF Chang's. PF Chang's. and Yes. Yes. Um, And we were both maybe 22 years old at the time. Yeah. Um, And it's been a crazy journey because since then, you know, we can uh, proudly call people like Rihanna, Robert Herjavec from Shark Tank, the Jonas Brothers, uh, and so on, your clients. Right. So a little bit's changed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, while I give you an intro, if you could just let everyone know who you are and then we can get into it. Um, so I'm Mikey Russo of Michael Russo Events, and um, I'm a party planner. <laughs> and, you know, for people who I think are sitting on the outside, they see you working with a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, one thing we've talked about here continuously is nothing happens overnight. That's why I preface by saying yeah, our yeah. relationship has been yeah. 17 years. And there was a, you know, at, back in the beginning, neither of us had businesses. And as our businesses evolved, our friendship evolved, our relationship evolved. Right. But also that there's a, a profound trust that goes in with that longevity. Oh, yeah. So you know, and I know what your event's going to be like, and you know I'm going to get the shots you need for press the next day. Right, exactly. <laughs> not, not even the next day, like that, that night. night. Yeah. So like, you know, when we do celebrity weddings, say the wedding is on a Saturday, right? We need to go through all of the images, like as the event yes. is going on, right? They're cutting the cake. I'm running to see Anthony. Yes. I'm looking through images. We pick the the best of the best. Um, and the great thing is like our clients trust us. Yes. So they allow me to pick the best of the best images along with you. Um, and then we have to have them retouched and ready to go for the magazine literally that night, if not the next the next morning. So Sleep doesn't happen on no, Mikey's party. It's just no, a heads up. Doesn't, to it just doesn't happen. <laughs> I would try to work with Mikey. Everyone, everyone <laughs> sees like the beautiful pictures like in the yeah. magazines where they see the weddings on TV. They don't really see the craziness yep. that happens behind the scenes. And even like when the wedding's going on, like my clients don't see like, all of the nuts, like all of the craziness that really goes on. You know, I'm like running around like a thousand miles an hour, but always with a smile. (laughs) And I I remember the, the, I think the craziest one we did by far, um, especially given the time frame of it was Kevin's wedding in 09 at the height of Jonas mania. Yeah, it was crazy. And, you know, and people don't realize the, the magnitude now looking back 
um, at that point they were at, they were it, you know, it was meteoric to have that event. And they had more security guards at the wedding than Secret Service agents oh, at yeah. the White House that night, which I remember was a fact. After yeah. it was like 85 FBI. Yeah, it was insane. Duty, it was that insane. was the most insane yeah. wedding, minus well, minus the blizzard. But, and then on top of that, there, there was a 23 inches of snow on the third week of December, which is the most snowfall ever that early in December, right. in a tented wedding. But the irony of it was, I remember the bride saying she wanted a, uh, a winter wonderland. She did. And you gave her one. Yeah. And it was funny because um, as it was like starting to snow i'm like oh danielle i'm like it's snowing a little bit right and i knew like what was coming like we were having a blizzard and she's like oh that's so cool yeah. and i'm like uh not really, not really. but it's, okay. about, it's about the snow in the tent and not the fake guy. it was crazy so that was 10 years ago that was 10 years ago Could you this imagine? december will be the 10th anniversary yeah. for them which is pretty wild crazy which, which is what i think is cool is for you at least is every single client i've worked with you on has become a legacy client of yours oh yeah to the fact that they were at your wedding yeah so you know kevin and danielle jonas are guests at your wedding yeah um, but you've done their baby showers, birthday parties, right. they don't leave you. So no. like once you're in Mikey's client right. pool park, like pool, right. they never go. Right. Well, it's because of the loyalty, um, not only for like the professional side of it, it, it's just also like building that relationship, that personal relationship yep. with your clients. Because as you know, when you're doing weddings, it's such an intimate time. So you're learning a lot of things about your clients, but you're also learning things about like their inner circle and their yeah. inner families and the dynamics. And so kind of, I'm a vault because I hear everything. So I know like the truth of everything from every angle. Sure. Um, and it's just, it's a way just to manage people's expectations and also just manage like their, their day, their perfect yeah. day. And, yeah. and I think, you know, now in, a, in an age where everyone thinks everything is public, it's quite the opposite. And yeah. people who live very public lives on the contrary, want their most intimate secrets kept out of those uh, right. out of the public eye right and that comes down to trust yeah because their their secrets are a commodity you could theoretically sell those right and with no doubt make yeah. money you know sell a leak a story but, or this that and your clients know that that's never going to happen right and that's like that's primarily why i'm so good at what i do and the clients that yeah. i have is because they know there's that trust factor so like all of my business comes from the wedding before. So like, mm-hmm. I don't advertise, like I don't do like any of that, any of that no, you're stuff. The most under the radar celebrity wedding planner yeah. in the world. So it's By just, choice, though. right. Like, yeah. Because like, I like to enjoy my projects too. Yep. So like, I'm not doing a hundred weddings a year. I'm doing maybe like eight to 10 large weddings a year. Mm-hmm. And then I could sprinkle in, you know, appearances on like good morning America, the Wendy Williams show. Like I can do stuff like that. So I'm flexible. And then when Rihanna calls for a party on Tuesday it's happening and it's Monday <laughs> I can make it happen <laughs> but you know how did you how did you start to develop those relationships you know what it just I think I'm not phased by the whole celebrity side of it um me you're not asking them for selfies when you first no meeting. yeah no like no selfies <laughs> like no autographs like none of that nonsense I I really just approach their event as if I would for anyone else. Yeah. So like there people are always like, Oh, how is it working with celebrities? The only difference working with celebrities is the, like the press side of it, the paparazzi mm-hmm. side of it. So trying to keep like all of those details sure. private and all of that stuff. Other than that, it's pretty much the same, you well, know, except like Beverly Mitchell's wedding from seventh heaven. Oh, that was crazy. Somehow like 30 paparazzi showed up for mm-hmm. their photo. And yeah. <laughs> that was, that was insane. We uh, were running through the streets of Ravello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was 2007. That was a long time ago. Yeah. And that's when Justin and Jessica had just gotten together. So yeah. that was insane. Yeah. I think to they deal were, with that. I think they were together for a little while. I mean, it was going back 12 years. So. And they also thought that they were getting married. Correct. 
Right. Which happened. Just right. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> so wild. But, uh, what, what would you say, you know, when you're in like these intimate relationships with your clients, what's like the key factor into, into their world, into the celebrity world, and then gaining that trust and being able to keep that trust? You know, I think like you treat people as you would want to be treated. So like I would never do or expose anything that I wouldn't want done or exposed of me. You know what I'm saying? Not to say there's anything salacious, but you know, like just being respectful of each other's privacy and being respectful of, you know, just the relationship and just what's told. Um, and I think that's just, that's, that's the key to it. That's the key to at least my success. What, what are you faced with obstacle wise on some of these events? Um, depending paparazzi aside. Yeah. So paparazzi. So I would say like, if I haven't worked with the venue before, Mm. um, knowing like the trust factor between, them mm. you know what i'm saying so like yeah. beverly's wedding in italy like i never <laughs> worked with them before but they were great great people um but it was just like yeah. a learning experience just in terms of like making sure everyone signed non-disclosure agreements sure. and all of that stuff um so i would say that's the most challenging part just not working with the vendor before mm. you know what about balancing client expectations then? um i think balancing client expectations is kind of simple just have open and honest conversations and if you know something either logistically can't happen or just for whatever reason it won't be able to happen you have to tell them no no that won't happen i have never told a client no like that can't happen you figure it out yeah you just figure it out and if you're willing to pay it always helps yeah (laughs) but i mean yeah yeah Yeah. that does help What up? So, you know, we, we mentioned before, you know, and it's something I think a lot of people in the wedding industry are very short-sighted. So they might say, hey, what can you do for me today? When in a lot of the time, it's it's not, you know, what I do today might lead to tomorrow. So that's right. why I think, you know, your, your relationship that I've had, we've had with each other, it's my longest standing relationship, bar none in the wedding industry. I don't think I go back as far as anybody else. Um, and I think it's cool because we both started at that point. And then now our careers have kind of transcended and then followed our paths. But I try to tell people is you have to invest in your future, you know, because that relationship, that simple dinner today, and it might be you calling me up and be like, Hey, Ann, I need you to cover something small for me today. And it may be Danielle's bridal shower or, you know, before the wedding. And then I do that and you go, Oh shit, he did a good job. I can trust him. Now I know he's going to show up professionally. He's going to do a good job. He's going to get me my images without anything in return and I'm not expecting anything in return and then it comes back. Right. And that's, I would say that's probably one of the strongest reasons why I have the success I have. I don't expect anything in return from anyone because what I can do for one person, they might just not be able to do, you know what I'm saying? So when you do things for people, don't do it expecting something in return, do it because you want to do it. And then when you don't have expectations and something happens, it's a nice surprise. Yeah. And I, and I think what is cool is, you know, there's like a quick little story about the Jonas Brothers, which was for me, that was my, I feel like pivotal turning point in my career. You know, it was, it, I was 29 years old. We landed that wedding cover of People magazine. Yeah, the cover. Which I almost didn't get except for you <sighs> because their publicist wanted to bring in a prof, quote unquote professional headshot photographer at the time yeah, to was, shoot the cover. Right. And ultimately we would have shot the wedding. 
they would have shot the cover. <laughs> right. And going back, that was, you know, I think how, I forgot how many, you know, this has been, let's preface this by saying, this is pre-Facebook, Instagram being oh, all over the place. So right. getting the cover of People was a massive Huge. deal back then. Major. Because 20, 30 million people looked at that. Right. But not only that, that came along with, you know, the pressure of anything being leaked. Correct. So that's why we had so much security. That's why we had, you know, Ohika on lockdown. Yeah. Um, I remember there was no cell phones. And, and nothing, no. nothing was leaked from that wedding. I mean, I have that down to a science of like making sure nothing is leaked in that sense for a, a wedding of that level. Um, but with social media now, it's just so hard. So hard. You know? And it's always the families of you know, the celebrities only because they're not doing it for any other reason than they're just excited. Yeah. So like, they'll just post something quickly. And I'm like, uh, take that down. <laughs> I'm like, who posted that? But once you post something, it's out there. Yeah. And then that, they just run with that image, you know? So it's hard. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we've worked on events and I, you know, without getting too specific, you know, I think sometimes people don't value the long-term potential of a relationship right. and they look at what they can do for them in the in that, media, in, in that moment, right. you know, and, and greed kicks in, you right. know, they start seeing numbers flying around three, $4 million events and they think, well, you know, by not doing the right thing, what they don't realize, and this is just for everyone listening, there's an absolute morality to this. It comes back to bite you in the ass. Oh, totally. Because when you don't do the right yeah. thing by one person right. one time, right. guess what? Next time Mikey gets another four or five million dollar wedding, it may not be going to that venue exactly. or that or that, or that caterer exactly. or that florist. Right. Because because someone did something that that for a short second got them something. Right. But what they did was they ruined a lifetime. I only had that happen to me once. Uh, I'm being vague. Yes, <laughs> once, and I never worked with that person ever again. again. Yeah, and that's it. And 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 only because not not to be spiteful, only because you know my reputation is known for being you know very confidential and all of that. So like, I can't work with someone that's going to like sell something. Yeah, like that's just so so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's why I say, you know, it's like, exactly. I remember going to some of these weddings that we've done, my staff didn't even know who we were shooting I know. until we got there. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, this is who we're photographing. Today. Yeah. And it was the easiest way to assure right. that, you know, the clients, first of all, people don't realize like the client's names are never on the contracts. It's always under an ulterior LLC. Right. So right, no right, one right. even knows on the paperwork, but they didn't even know who we were shooting until we got there. Right. And then they were like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, wow. Who's going to be there? Oh, and you know God. what? There's a, there's a level of excitement too. Like, because then you're like, you're in one of the most, you know, exclusive parties, you of know, course, yeah. in, in the world yeah. at that moment. And you're like, wow, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm shooting this, I'm working on this. But then that kind of goes away after like five seconds. And then everyone's just kind of focused on like I what mean, it is. For me, I think the the one person I was a little starstruck around was, was Herjavec. But more so, not because of the celebrity, because of his, I'm always like, I'm in awe. Yeah. It's like super successful business yeah. people. Yeah. So I just thought it was cool to be shooting his wedding because right. he's, he's an immigrant, right. super successful. And his so story, nice. And so nice. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, like yeah. that's cool. Yeah. You know, whereas being around other celebrities, I think they're just, you know, every, it's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm also not a pop culture junkie. So right. for me, it's like, you know. It's funny, like sometimes like I find myself, cause I'm obviously laser focused when everything's happening. Um, but sometimes I find myself 
like looking around and be like, oh my God, is this really happening right now? Like, how is this happening? And then I just get back right into like party mode. Um, But you had another massive one recently, which tore down Instagram for a day, I believe. Oh, Jackie (laughs) O. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Miss Jackie O. It was crazy. Yeah, but we actually had problems with our Instagram page after the wedding because. It was wild. Of the volume. Yeah. And, and it's interesting to see how that level of tr- celebrity has transcended. Yeah. Whereas I feel, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, Jackie and her sister garner more attention than right. some people on TV at this point. Right. Especially on social. Well, you know what? I think it's because they're being authentically themselves yeah. and they're giving the viewer access to their everyday. Literally. And, and people can people can sense when people aren't being like truly themselves. Like if it's like... You know, on Instagram, like with these ads Mm -hmm. and everything, it's like, oh, buy my shorts, you know, (laughs) Um, they're just very authentically honest of like who they are. And they're giving you that access inside, um, which I think people just really enjoy. You know, I think it's it's interesting that it's the polar opposite of the other events where it was super Super hot and there was literally 500 cameras. Every moment was Instagrammed and Snapchat live. Yeah. Um, The polar opposite. Totally. It makes it uh, quite frankly. Well, there's no pressure. There's no pressure at that point, yeah, because there's no exclusivity. But um, also, from a photography standpoint, is a little bit more challenging because everyone had phones out nonstop, and you're trying to get good pictures, and people are literally sticking their phones in front of your lens. And it was funny, like that day, like I think I may have taken my phone out like three or four times. Yeah, because I was just like, there was so many moving parts that I just wanted to make sure that like everything was like obviously on, um, but everyone had like their phones. Like, you didn't need to. At that yeah, point. it was out of control. Yeah. And, and I think the interesting part about something like that is you see the attention that that garners on right. social. And I've always said you have to be really selective over what influencers you're going to work with because everyone, quote unquote, right. in 2019 is, right. thinks they're influencing something. But I right. always say like Jackie and Claudia are real influencers. Oh, yeah. and, and I also don't want to call them influencers. I feel like they've, right. they're almost, they, they, they're celebrities at this point. I feel right. like they've transcended that influencer and world. And they're just like, they're just so nice. They're just yeah. so kind. And like the bond that all of the sisters have together, it's yeah. just really sweet. Yeah. And then Zach, of course, we love Zach. Yeah, of course. We have to throw some love to Zach there. <laughs> the best groom ever. <laughs> so fun. But uh, what, what do we have, what do you have going on in the project, like in the cooker right now? So I'm working on Rachel Lindsay's wedding. So she cool. was on The Bachelor and then she became The Bachelorette. Um, so this is a Can pretty, say where? um, no. country of origin, no. no country of destination. No, I don't okay. know. I don't is think it? she mentioned okay. it yet, but it's not here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere tropical. Can we say when, um, or by when in August before the end of the year? Yeah. Because she, okay. she, I think said, um, the actual date, okay. which I was like so stressed we'll out about before the end of the year. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. It's such a, such a fun wedding. Um, so they obviously met on the show, yep. um, and they're getting married. I think it's like a year and a half later maybe two years Mm -hmm. later um so like the fans are really excited for them because they have like they have a really great dynamic between the two of them um so the fans are just like super excited about it um and then they're obviously very excited nice yeah so it should be fun on something like that are you is there exclusives involved in that yeah so um we have an exclusive which you'll see soon okay (laughs) (laughs) can't give out too many details do we know who has the exclusive yet or no you know what can you say no. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so that's that. I know all of my work is so like hush, hush and private. Um, it's funny. So like I have a home office, right? So like everything is, you know, in my office, right? So, but I, I hide everything just in case like anyone just wants to like 
wander. Sure. You know? So like everything's just like in hidden, like hidden books. You're too funny. Yeah. You're too no, funny. it's even great. I don't even let Richie in my office. I'm like, uh, what are you doing in here? Get out. <laughs> Richie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was, what was, when, when did you feel, you know, I know there was obviously like Joey Fatone was the first big one in yeah. 05, right? From NSYNC. 2004. It was like, all right, 04. So that wedding was, so I planned Joey Fatone's wedding. So yeah. he's a personal friend. Uh, and like, prefacing this for people listening now, NSYNC was at the height of the, the height. Pop, like yeah. this was like in selling out yeah. stadiums. Yeah. It was like insane. So again, that was kind of like the Jonas wedding mm -hmm. where like the exclusive was crazy. You know, we had to make sure like there was no leaked photos, all of that stuff, but it was easier because it was in 2004. So this was like pre, pre iPhone, like all, everything. <laughs> um, so that wedding was like pretty epic. So when I started planning the wedding, I was planning it for a friend. So it wasn't like I was looking at, I was planning a wedding for a celebrity. I, of course he was a celebrity and he was probably one of the most famous people in the world at that time, but it was my friend. Prefacing by one of the nicest people in the oh, world so too. Oh, nice. so nice. Um, so like I was planning it for my friend. So it yeah. wasn't like I had that pressure of like working with the celebrity and all of that stuff. So as the wedding planning was going on, I'm like, wait, something's different here, you know? So like there was more interest, everything was becoming like really like heightened, like everything was crazy. Um, so that's when I opened my company, uh -huh. right? So post Joey's wedding, I opened my business right right from the get-go because I knew there was like something just different about it. Um, and so that's then, when we met then, 04, because it was met, literally we weeks after Joey's yeah. wedding. So um, I remember telling my boss where I worked at this florist, um, I said, you know, I'm, I'm gonna give you my notice, I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, go out on my own and whatever. And not, not like in a flower, like endeavor, like just as sure. special events. So it wasn't like competition by any means. Um, and it wasn't received well, which was a little weird because I was on like entertainment tonight. So I got like a lot of praise for planning one of the country's most exciting weddings. Um, so then, you know, I gave my notice and it was just so weird. Like the sense of like, I don't know, like they just treated me differently, which I thought was a little weird. And that went into the reason why I, was going to open my own company. Ironically, that company, which we won't name, is not doing very well anymore in the wedding industry. Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know. Or if they um, even are, it's still around. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but I remember him telling me, oh, when this whole celebrity wave dies out, mm. um, you can come back and, um, you know, we'll take you back with open arms. That's and great. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Thank <laughs> you. So like in the beginning of my career, you know, that always kind of like stuck in the back of my mind, like, oh, like... That was just such a crappy thing to say. So it was kind of like almost a fuel, you know, um, that like either things weren't going the way I wanted them or it was like I wasn't just anticipating like a curve that came along. I would just always keep that in the back of my mind. I'm like, that's just crazy. Because yeah. if someone t told me they were moving on and like trying to build something on their own, I would be supportive. Like, and I, and from just from a strict like business exciting. standpoint, it's hey, listen, God bless. I'm, I'll support you any way I can. Right, because I could be have a planner, and now you'll send me right, that work. Right, if so I essentially, did, if I right. yeah. So essentially, like, you know me, I'm very loyal. I, so exactly. like, I would just give you every job. Like, <laughs> you, I, you don't <laughs> no need to interview that. you. Yeah. Like, my clients don't need to see your work. Like, it is what. It, like, I'm literally just giving you this job. So. um that just, it didn't work. So <laughs> I would say like six months later, um, my first event that I did on my own, um, and I was with uh, business partners with Joey's wife, yes. Kelly, my friend also. Um, our first event was with Ashton Kutcher and we did this whole charity event and it was like beyond amazing. But at the charity event, I met like Kathy Griffin, Shaquille O'Neal, but I'm meeting them in a different way because it was Joey Fatone's wife's business partner. So 
that wall of like being guarded was gone. And so the, now just let's, these people are inviting you into their homes right. now, which I, I, I right. mean, again, you're decorating their houses for Christmas. Right. And- so like Shaquille, that first year I did Shaquille O'Neal's house. I did Kathy Griffin's house, um, Emmanuel Shriki from Entourage. And again, like I'm going in their houses, you know, like yeah, full access to their full private, access, yeah, family, you know, kids, everything. Right. There, yeah. Um, and I'm not looking at it in that sense. I'm looking at it in the sense, how can I make this really special for like everyone involved? Um, so it was cool. It was really cool. And then from that, you know, all of the magazines and again, just doing like the morning shows and all of that, like the business just kept building and building and building. And then like a regular, how'd you wind up with your regular spot on Wendy? Um, so I sent Wendy Williams. So I'm obsessed with Wendy Williams. <laughs> I like, it's probably one of my most favorite shows to do. Um, but crafting, like for me going on these shows, I don't have anything to like promote or like, you know, sell. Sure other than just myself. So it's very rare to have guest appearances on like Good Morning America, The Wendy Show, The View, all of that stuff, just selling yourself, you know? Um, So it's kind of a a little trippy that they call me, you know, to do these things. So Wendy Williams, um, she did her sneak peek. This was like 10 years ago. She's in her 10th season already. And I didn't know Wendy from radio because I just, I never listened to the radio. so it was like, I, I remember the day I actually saw her on TV. I was coming out of the shower, right? I'm in a towel and I'm like zipping by the TV and I thought it was Mariah Carey for a second, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, Mariah, because I love Mariah. So I'm like, oh, wait, that's not Mariah. I'm like, who is this? And for, like I sat there for the whole hour and watched the show. I had like things to do and I just watched the show. I thought it was so cool. So I called my agent and I said, hey, get me booked on the Wendy Williams show. He's like, oh, it's so hard. It's a sneak peek, this, that, whatever. So um, I started just making things, like crafting things and just sending it to the studio and just it kept sending and sending and sending. And then one day when they were ready to craft, I was the first person they called, ah. which was like so cool. You know, like they could have called anyone in the world. Um, so on her show crafting, she has me and Martha Stewart, which Fucking is great. like amazing company to be in, you know? Well, I think what the, the brilliance in that too is, you know, even though you've attained a certain level of success and notoriety, it's the humility to say, hey, I'm still willing to throw stuff out there oh, yeah. to get where I want to go. Oh, whereas yeah. a lot of people wouldn't do that. And that's the thing. Like you can't, you can't expect like even the level of the events that I do and the clients that I have, right? So like if someone gets engaged and like I would like to work with them, I send them something. I send them a nice little packet ex- like explaining what I do. And most of the time, like I'll know someone that knows them. So like it's coming from a, a different way. Sure. Um, but you can't just expect things to fall in your lap. And if something isn't happening, make it happen. And I think that's primarily why I've had so much success on the TV side. Um, because I've been like persistent about it. Sure. Um, you don't want to be annoying, you know, but you, you just have to be persistent in, in a positive way. I mean, um, even for me, like, I mean, I remember when I, I found out Nick got engaged, like I'm definitely called, you know, we're, I'm going to try. Yeah. What do I have to lose? Yeah. You know what I mean? The family was happy with us and yeah, for sure. it, it may not have panned out, right. but shame on me if I didn't at least, at least reach try. out to you and be like, right. Hey Mikey, right. how, how are we going to get that? Right. <laughs> how are we, we getting this right. one? You know, exactly. what, what doors do we need to knock that? Exactly. And, and sometimes it's just not possible Yeah. because you know, for, for his camp wasn't handling it. That's where the relationship right. is. Her camp was. And which is, and which is like totally understandable. And there was like no hurt feelings. Like of course not. I wanted them just to have their best possible of event. Course. But I, mean, hey, I could have tried. I could have given them the same event, if not better. <laughs> no. But I obviously just they, want them to be they, happy. They had gorgeous pictures, but shame on us if we didn't at least try that. Yeah, you of know? course. And the same thing. Like, look, 
We did a number of weddings that Justin Timberlake was at. Ultimately did not get Justin's wedding. Right. But we tried. Right. And it didn't work out. But and, hey, we tried. And, you know, it was nice because it was one like one of their very good friends produced their wedding. So again, like, you know, someone that they knew very close to them produced a beautiful event for them. Yes. Um, and it was nice. It was gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, but, of course, I would have loved to do it. Of course, yeah. But you know, no hard feelings again. No, of course. Yeah. And I think, you know, but just the sheer fact of always consistently trying, like you can't just rest on your laurels and think that these people are going to beg you to come do you. No, no, you have to reach out and say, yeah. Hey, look, I'd love to work with you guys. Right. Is this even possible? Right. And sometimes the answer is going to be yes. Right. Most of the time it's going to be no, but right. you know, especially at that level, right. you know I mean? You're, you're, I don't think people realize the, you know, just from being around them. And I know you can attest to this. I think people just think it's that easy. There's so many layers before you actually get to the celebrity between the lawyer, the publicist, the agent. It's funny because like on my side of it, like I'm going directly to the celebrity because either like I know them. So like I did Robert and Kim's wedding. Right. So when Emma got engaged, um, I said, Oh my God, I'm like, I would love, I would love to do her wedding. So then I did Emma and Sasha's wedding. So like there was that that familiar face of, course. of, oh, you did their wedding. It was so beautiful. Like, let's talk, you know, but I didn't assume I was doing their wedding. Of course. You know? and, and it's funny, like for me last year, I tried to get when John Cena got engaged from WWE. Yeah. I knew somebody at WWE right. on the phone with them the next day. Hey, who do I need to contact? And let's get it. Now, obviously the wedding got called off. I know. But- and I saw So I saw Nikki at um, Emma's wedding. It yeah. was like two months before. I'm like, oh, are you excited for your wedding? And she's like, yeah. But hey, listen, then, that phone call it. led to the name of a publicist, right. which led to the possibility of like, hey, I threw it out there. Hey, if they right. a photographer. And I had the connection this person right. introduced and I didn't get it. And right. the wedding got called off anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. But you got to keep putting it out there and oh, never yeah. stop because yeah. they're not typically going to beg down, knock down your door. You have right. to knock down theirs. Right, exactly. And it's funny when people say like, um, oh, wow, you're so successful at such a young age. Oh, you're so successful, 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 right? People assume like the success is like based on, you know, the celebrity or the price tag that comes with it. For me personally, my success, I base on like my happiness level of like, am I happy doing what I'm doing? Does this bring me joy? Does this make me happy? And yes, all of these things, you know, make me happy and I do what I do because I love it. It's not, it's not because of the money. It's because of, I truly love what I do. And in turn, that's where all of the other stuff will come from. You know what I'm saying? And I think the interesting thing is too, if you were to do a wedding every weekend, that would probably shift. Yeah. It would just be work. Yeah. You know, just, which you could. And I know, like, and and I know it would shift things. That's why obviously I don't take on that many events per year. Um, and the events that I do take on, they get like extra, they get more of me. If that makes sense. Um, I mean, yeah. And I think for, for like younger planners listening right now, like not realizing what goes into that when Joey Fatone says, I want to have a rock concert in, 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 it was a carousel. Yeah. It wasn't even just a rock concert. Um, no smash mouth. Smash mouth. So like (laughs) it was, it was not just smash mouth. Which at the time 04, again, huge band. It was huge. Um, and that was like a surprise to everyone. They didn't know, like that was at the end of the party. We had like the courtyard. Yeah. Well, we had a hurricane the week the week of their wedding, so everything was going to be on the grass area down below. Um, and the, the day they came to install all the rides, they were sinking in the ground. So we had to like move everything. Um, but that was like epic. That was like Ferris wheels and bumper cars and like just everything. I remember Jamie Lynn Sigler. She was at the wedding. And she's like, Mikey, she goes, how am I going to go on these rides in the stress? 
she's like, she's like, what? I need to change into something. I'm like, I think I have sweatpants in my room. And she's like, okay. So we ran up to my room. She got sweatpants and she's going down the slide, like in a ball gown and another, sweatpants. Another cool one we did was when the Jonas Brothers, when Kevin got married, the roller skating rink. With, with oh, that was the day the, before. The day before. That was neat. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah. So we got everyone shoe sizes and we had roller skates for them. Well, you turned the ballroom into a roller skating rink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. <laughs> I like transformations. <laughs> and, then, think, and it was fun though, because everyone was like roller skating through the hallways of Ohika, which is like just a dream. Like that's just so cool. And the other cool one was the choreographed dance from Shark Tank. Yes. From Harjavec and yes. Johnson. That was so cool. And so I said, are you guys going to dance? And because that's how they met. So they were like, obviously they were like concerned with their first dance and they kept saying, no, we're not going to do a big number. We're not going to do a big number. So like, I think it was like a week before the wedding. She's like, yeah, we're going to do a number. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's do it. But they're all professional dancers. So like she videoed herself dancing to the, to the dance, um, sent it to all of her friends and then they picked it up. And then we had, I think like one rehearsal, it was the day before the wedding. Um, and it looked like a little rough around the edges, but then the wedding day, it was like yeah, perfect. It was like 15 classically trained dancers. Right. <laughs> That's what it was the whole bottom one. That's crazy. And then confetti. Yeah. <laughs> Which they said we couldn't do. I'm like, okay, no confetti. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm sure they got the pretty bill for the forces. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what What do you have? You know, and, and again, like, so you've had these intimate relationships. How does that parlay into a relationship with on a big, much bigger scale? Now you're looking at like relationships with Rihanna and those kind of people. You know what? It's just it's building it's building relationships not only with you know the the client but like everyone around them you know so like getting to know like their families and their friends and like whenever i could incorporate something that's like unexpected for like a family member or say it's like someone's birthday mm -hmm. that's going to be at the wedding just having a small birthday cake on the table for them as soon as they get there i mean like that just goes a long way without like making a big to do about it but mm -hmm. just like having something and like, sweet oh, there. Hey, who did that? And yeah. It was Mikey. And then right. next thing you know, you're planning. Well, I don't get the credit most of the time, but <laughs> I'm the one doing it. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> it comes back tenfold. Yeah. No, I, I think just building relationships with people for the, the true reason of building a relationship mm. versus what am I going to get from this? Yep. Because you can't look at a relationship that way. I mean, you could, but it's just not going to be well, I feel like those successful. relationships usually burn out though. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're never getting back what you would have expected. Whereas when you give without right. the expectation of receiving, yeah. you're you're opening yourself up now to whatever comes. Yeah. Whereas when the other way you're going in with the intention of just getting something out of it, it becomes yeah. a business transaction. And but, but you know what? And you know this too, because when your clients come to you, they see that you love what you do. There's a passion and yep. there's something that drives you. So that's inspiring to the person that's going to hire you, you know? Um, and it's funny, like my clients always say, cause I'm not like the calmest person, like in general, like I'm kind of like crazy and all over the place. But when it comes to my work, I'm very laser focused and very calm. Like nothing throws me, like literally nothing will throw me. Like you can tell me, we need 10,000 doves tomorrow to mm -hmm. fly out of like a crystal box. Or the photographer tells uh, Danielle Jonas, I'll see you tomorrow at your bridal shower, which was a surprise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you just make, you, know, you just make things happen. So instead of like freaking out, you know, I've never, I like immediately, that since, so I no. never have a freak out. I just go with it. You handled that really well. Yeah, it is what I, it is. It was, I, I was like, oh, it's a surprise. Yeah. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah, yeah. That, that went really, you, know, <laughs> you handled it gracefully though. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, well, I'll make it better. They will fly. 
terrifying. I'm like, thank you. I'm like, no one told me bottle showers are surprises. I mean, sometimes. Yeah, now, I, now I keep my mouth shut. Yeah. I don't say Oh, anything. I never say anything. That's a rule. Literally yeah. never say anything until it's She's spoken like, about. What's tomorrow? I'm like, oh. Nothing. Nothing. Awkward silence. <laughs> Very awkward silence. The whole world looked at me. Yeah, but I mean, you just have to approach again relationships in that sense of just wanting to build a relationship with someone for no other reason than yeah, just to get to know them. You know, and to 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 show you this, you could have burned. It's funny looking back on that. Like, I think a lot of event planners probably would have fired me off the job for that. Well, I yeah, mean, it was without a, a doubt. It was an honest accident. It was just an accident. But yeah. they would have overreacted. And then in turn, the client would have freaked out and it would have just been bad energy. Yeah, but I probably, you know said, I mean? I probably said something so funny, like in the in the second Correct. of it, that she was probably like, oh, yeah. I don't even know what he's talking about. You but know? I don't think a lot of people would handle it that way. I think they would have just burned the photographer and it would have been like, oh my God. Yeah, they would have blown it out of proportion. Listen, accidents happen, you know. Sometimes, of course, like people say the wrong things at the wrong times. And I've, yeah. I've been in the same situation. It's just how you handle it. Yeah. You know? And just move forward. <laughs> so I, I think with the smile, with the smile, big one. Um, so I know something that I always find interesting in, in working with you is you have a background in design, mm-hmm. whereas I know a lot of event coordinators don't necessarily have that uh, pedigree of being able to not just build out a room but design the actual right. and, and implement the uh, and be a really a breezeway between client, event producer, event planner. Right. Whereas you can kind of do the I entire do thing. Yeah, yeah, I do it all. Um, I mean, it gets a little crazy because like sometimes I'll just see something very like very clear and then I'm working with a vendor that isn't seeing what I'm seeing and then they're wanting to do it their way. And I'm like, no, but the reason why I want it this way is because, and I have to explain myself, which is annoying. It's just like, can't you just do what I want? It's like, I don't understand. But of course I'm not like that. So I explain, (laughs) well, the reason why I want this is because in the end, you know, I know it's going to be photographed this way. It's going to be in a magazine or it's going to be on TV. Like things just, they, they're just different, Mm -hmm. you know, like the way either something's photographed or the video, like, you know, this, of course it just is so different in person than as it is in pictures, you know? Um, so sometimes I get a little resistance, but not often, not often. (laughs) I mean, in the end, like, of course I'll get what I need, but like sometimes it just is a little more effort. When you I were, could I could yell and I could go crazy, but that's just not who I no, am. You know, that's not your style. No. When you were uh, when you were younger, right? So as a kid growing up, was it always um, design oriented, interior decorating, or not at all? Always. Okay. So <laughs> growing up, I had like my parents like really encouraged me to be creative in like whatever aspect it was. So mm-hmm. like I may have changed my room like five times in the course of like my childhood, but Mm -hmm. not just changed my room, like Mm -hmm. paint colors and like a comforter. I had my parents like change my floor. Like I didn't want a wood floor. I wanted travertine marble and my parents did it, you know? Um, So they were just always like very encouraging of it. Um, I don't know. And I was just, I was just always creative in that, in that regard. And throwing parties, like I would have, like everyone would, say, are you going to Russo's party? Did you get the invitation? So my dad would be like, oh, you could have 30 people. I have like 150 people. Everyone from my class came. Um, but I just, I even threw parties like when I was younger. Like I could remember, like I needed like to decorate, right? Mm-hmm. So I took like Christmas lights, strung them along the ceiling, like in the basement, put balloons on them and stuff. And it looked really fun. And my mom came down. She's like, oh my God. She's like, this is so nice. She goes, who helped you? And I'm like, 
No, I did it myself. Little did she Yeah. Know. And then I took a ladder, like just, you know, a painter's ladder, opened it, put lights on it, streamers and balloons and stuff, used it as a prop. Um, and my dad's like, ah, I need that. <laughs> I'm so, like, ah, you can have it tomorrow. <laughs> so this was, this is a lifelong. Yeah. 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 I, I think something else that's really neat is, um, as long as I've known you, you've been with Richie. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really cool. You yeah. Know, you guys have a, a long, long, long relationship. We've been together. I think 17 years, years. or 18 years. I mean, as, as long as I've known you, he, he's been there. Yeah. And I think the cool thing too is he's a huge support. Like I see him. He's always oh, yeah. in the background. Yeah. He shows up a little yeah. later and helps a little here and well, there. Well, no, but- Richie doesn't really like to come to my events. <laughs> I know, he does. Because he, does. he gets so nervous because like there's Mikey, which I am like 95% of the time. But when I'm like at my event, it's Michael. Michael I'm Michael like Russo. a totally different person. Like... Not to say I'm not fun and whatever. I'm just so like focused on like everything that needs to be done. So like if he comes and he's like, oh, I'm hungry, go find your food somewhere. Like I don't have time to find your food. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So like he gets nervous like when he has to either drop something off for me or like just whatever. But he does. He gets a little nervous. I I feel like I see it, you know, from the background. He's a huge support system. Oh, totally. Yeah. He's my biggest, he's my biggest cheerleader. He won't say he is. But like he's my biggest cheerleader. No, he is. Yeah, he, he might. He says it to everybody else. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's really good because I think, um, especially in this industry, uh, relationships kind of come and go. Especially right. you know, love personal relationships because of the stress and the nature of the industry. Well, the, and also I think that like if I did you know a wedding every weekend, I think that's where the relationship would suffer too because mm. it's like if he's working Monday through Friday and then I'm away every weekend, sure. it's like how is that working? You know, and my events aren't. Like in New York, my events are all over the world. So it's like, it's not, I'm just gone for that one day. I'm gone for a week and a half. Plus site visits prior to right. and all that goes into it. Like this week I have to go to Virginia for a site visit for two days. I come back and then I go to Santa Fe and then I go to LA. So it's like craziness, you know? Where would you say the bulk of what you're doing now is? Is it more social gatherings or still event, uh, wedding events? You know, um, I would say it's like 50-50. So okay. I'll do like 50% weddings. And then 50% like milestone events. Birthdays. Birthdays, like whatever celebrations. Record launch, whatever, anything that falls Mm -hmm. into the social umbrella. Yeah. And it's fun because it's like I'm doing different things, you know. And like weddings in general are, it's not a cookie cutter thing. Like the couples are always different. So it's like a couple will come to me and say, oh, I want that wedding. And I'm like, all right, we can use that as like a template, but we're going to make it your own. Like, and the time that we spend with each other that's when like the smaller details kind of Mm -hmm. pop up. And then I throw those throughout the wedding without, not to say without them knowing, but like, well, I'll I'll explain things and they'll be like, Oh, but they don't like fully get it until they see it. And they're like, Oh my God. Like, I can't believe you did that. You know? So like doing stuff like that, it's pretty fun. Like building roller skating rink. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Getting monogrammed jumpsuits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. All all the little things that that come into it. Yeah. Um, Discretionary income always helps in those things too. Yeah. For for people listening. It makes it it, it a lot easier. It does. Because the it's always it's always interesting. Like we'll have ideas, but then you have to implement the idea, and the cost is usually sometimes really prohibitive on some of this stuff. I mean, sometimes, and then like if I do have like a crazy like vision of something, and it it is expensive, I could always find a way to like navigate around it to make it cool. Like the guests would never know. Like we skimped on anything, but like I would know. Yeah, I'm like oh, yeah, it wasn't a hundred percent, you yeah. know. But it's always like 
amazing. People are like, oh my God, that's so cool. It's like, well, it would have been cooler. <laughs> and, and I've noticed the trend lately again, especially as the economy has been doing so well, is the bringing in of um, a featured act. Like entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, whether we're going to have. Like at Kim and Robert's wedding, yeah. we had Olivia Newton John come yeah. out and sing Happy Birthday. And then she sang um, Xanadu, Xanadu, a song from Xanadu. Xanadu and Let's Get Physical. Yeah, there you go. Like, that was one of the moments that I'm like, sit, I'm watching all of this happen. And I'm like, that's Olivia Newton-John from Greece singing Let's Get Physical. Yeah. And it was like, I was in the moment of just like enjoying it because most of the time, like, like I'm in it, but I can't like enjoy it because I'm just doing a thousand other things. But like, that was one of the moments that I remember, like her just coming out and Kim being so surprised. Yeah. So like, that was a huge surprise. So I don't know if I ever told you this. Sneaking but her in through the back. It was like crazy. So I don't know if I ever mentioned this. So I was in the lobby that night getting something and the uh and 50 cent was in the lobby and i knew there was a <laughs> there was a guest agitator coming oh so, so that's like, who you thought, I it, thought was. it was 50 <laughs> so i'm like oh cool i'm like interesting choice you no, know like <laughs> that hotel he just happened to be staying there but yeah. i thought he was here at the table no so that hotel so the four seasons um in los angeles on doheny that hotel always has like the craziest celebrity sightings i don't know why it like every time i'm there because I love it. That's one of my favorite hotels. Um, there's just always like, not even like a C-list or B, there's always A-list yeah. celebrities just walking around. You're having like drinks with them at the bar. Like it's just such a cool spot. I don't yeah, know. It's just I, such I a cool spot. Inside, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting choice for tonight. I didn't know. Right? That. I was like, it wasn't, oh, 50, yeah, it wasn't 50. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so funny. What, um, what do you have going on um, other than in August? I know you have... Uh, Rachel's wedding. Yep. Yep. Post, and, yep. post that. And um, I'm doing Elvis Duran's wedding from Z100. Cool. Yeah. That'll be a big one too. So nice. It's yeah. going to be so cool. It's just yeah. something so, so different in like the wedding space. Um, don't want to give it too much away, but it's just like visually it's going to be, I think probably one of my most favorite weddings. I'm sure performance wise, that'll be a yeah. very cool one. Possibly. Potentially too. Possibly. Considering yep. that mm-hmm. circle. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So... <laughs> It, one question I ask everyone who comes on, and I think, um, you know, for you, I think it would be really good. If you could, um, looking back on your life now, um, and, and being that you've done this for 15, 16, 17 years, um, what would be one transformative piece of advice you would give yourself from then to now? So one one thing you could walk one away thing? with, one thing that so, would change. So I would say don't take things personal. Mm. You just, you unfortunately, the the world that I live in, in terms of like, the celebrity and the TV and all of that stuff. It's such a non-personal environment, Mm. you know? So it's funny because like these celebrities, they have such big personalities and you're dealing with so many different people, but it's kind of like a very impersonal setting. Mm. So like if something were to be said, um, or like I lost something to someone or like whatever, for whatever reason, like just not to take anything personal. Like you just, you do the best that like you can to your limit and then that's it. No, I think that's great. I mean, if you do the best you can, that's all you can yeah. ever ask yourself. And yeah. if someone's not happy with that, well then that's just right. did stuff shit at that yeah. point because you did everything you could to try to make them happy. Yeah. And sometimes not everything goes perfectly. No, it's true. Like recently, like something just happened recently and, um, not to get into like mm-hmm. too many specifics, but I introduced one party to another party and I was working with these girls for quite a while. And because of the introduction I made, they did something and I was just negated from it totally. And it was like, wait, how did that just happen? Like, it was so weird. Yeah. Again, not taking it personal, 
I told myself that, but that was the one time I felt like it was just a sting. I'm like, shady. I'm like, mm, that mm. wasn't normal, but whatever. You just, you learn from your lessons. Yeah, it's getting mad at what it's going to, what's it actually going to do at the end of the day? Yeah. There's nothing. You know? Yeah. So I lost um, steam for like five seconds and then carried on. <laughs> so, and one other thing I noticed in my Amazon feed popped up the other day was uh, your TV show. Yeah. So Mikey yeah. Saves the Date is available now on Amazon. <laughs> um, so just some interesting like thoughts, questions about that. I know we live in a day and age where everyone wants their own reality TV show. Yeah. Um, what, first of all, like massive undertaking. Oh, huge. You, like it, I, my life was on hold so for like nine months. I, I mean, I was privileged enough to, to like be a little bit involved yeah. with like two of the episodes. What a fucking huge That's time. Crazy. It was insane yeah. how much time went into each of those. Yeah. And I saw your life literally get put on hold. Yeah. It was challenging, but it was funny because I enjoy the TV side of it and I love the weddings. So mm. if I didn't like one or the other, it would have not worked. Like it just would not have worked because there was just, it was like 20 hour days, like no joke. And like when and, the and cameras- people think your initial season, you get rich. No. There's a big, no. well, like set the record straight here, Mike. What, no. what, what, what was, was on your original season? Like, and like for the, like the money side of it, like I didn't do it for that no. reason. Like I did it really because- it was just such an exciting sure. like journey. And I was honored to have like my own show. Who could say they had their own show, you know? Um, it just was on the wrong network, which was unfortunate. Um, but I I was very clear from the beginning that like I didn't want to do anything contrived. I didn't want any setups. Like there was nothing like behind the scenes. Like if we we're shooting a show on weddings, like the natural drama will come up. Sure. Like just wait for it. Like it will happen. Just wait for it. Um, so I... I would say like every episode, I can honestly and proudly say that like we didn't do anything to set any couples up. Like it just wasn't that type of a show. The show really was to save people's dream, dream weddings. And, you know, that's what we did. Yeah. It, was, it think, was crazy. You know, from the business side, I don't think people realize how much time you put into shooting one of those. Oh, no, it was and, insane. So they said. You always see whatever it is, like 10, 45 minute episodes. Right. You don't realize like each episode is weeks of shooting. Oh, yeah. So I, I can remember the first day going to meet like the whole crew. So that's everyone from like the PAs to like the producers, you know, it's just everyone. So like I walked in the room, there was like 40 people and I'm like, oh my God, this is so weird. So I went to go sit down. Like I took a seat on the side. They're like, oh no, Mikey, you need to sit in the head of the table. So it was just like very overwhelming. And then, so they were showing me the board with everyone's titles on it. And then like the couples and like just the shooting schedule. And I'm looking at this board. I was, I could not focus on anything else in the meeting. Like, I don't even know what happened in that meeting. I was just so focused on like all of the details of it. I'm like, how are we doing this in this short time? Like, I don't get it. So it wind up being, it should have been like six months, but it wind up being uh, nine months. And like, I knew that it was coming and it was happening. So I didn't take projects on um, I had one huge event that I said, I, I just, I need to be blocked out three days for it. And I couldn't, they blocked me out for like the day before, which I was like flipping out over, but I made it work, but it was, it was a big challenge. Which is always crazy. Cause I, I, then I look at someone like the rock who shot like six movies, it's five, crazy. T- five TV shows. Like it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's insane. literally to crazy think about what goes on for that. And it's also the, the craziness of like, so we meet the couples, yep. right? We figure out what they want. I put everything together. But then their wedding is like weeks or months later, you know? Mm-hmm. So 
I was getting confused with like, I'm sitting talking to the brides and like, I'm talking to the bride and I'm like, oh, Jenna. And they're in my ear saying, um, her name is Danielle. Like I was literally <laughs> so like wrapped up in like just craziness. Cause I was bouncing from like one couple to the next and then flying all drying. It was just crazy. It was like insane. If the offer presented itself again, would you do it? I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, because again, like I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, and it was like, I was authentically myself on the show. Like I didn't, like they would have things for me to say, oh honey, like I don't say that. So like, yeah. I would never say that. So when they were like, oh Mikey say, oh honey. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't say that. I'm like, oh doll, like that I would say, you know? So like, I was just authentically myself. Um, so I think it just worked, you know? What was your greatest takeaway from doing it? My greatest takeaway, um, just realizing that I was able to like manage like so many different crazy things at once. Cause it wasn't even just like, wasn't like I was just the star of the show. Like I really sat back and like watched like the post edit. Like I watched like how they shot different things. So like I would know like, oh, I can't stand that way. I need to stand this way. Or like, I just, I really like took it in from like multiple angles because that's what I do for my events. So I was just looking at like, every aspect of it, you know? What would you, one thing you would do differently now if you had the opportunity to do it again? One thing different, enjoy it more. I okay. didn't, I enjoyed like the whole process, but like to soak it up, mm. like really to enjoy it. I think that different would be like network. the only thing. A different network. So FYI was, um, was very new at the time. It was only six months old. So their hit show was Married at First Sight, yep. but it wasn't a wedding show. Married at First Sight was like an experimental thing where like strangers meet and they get married the first time they see each other. Um, great idea. Crazy. <laughs> crazy idea. Um, but it was just so different from, from a wedding show. Yeah. Um, and also follow like your gut. I would like, that's my, mm. that's my biggest, biggest piece of advice I can give when, anyone. When you say follow your gut, like follow you your gut. did you feel that it was the wrong I knew marriage? It was the, you knew it was no, the wrong. I, I knew it was the wrong network right, right from, the, from beginning. the beginning. I knew it. Um, although they were completely supportive of like of my vision and like what I wanted the show to be. And like, I really had a lot of say in all of that stuff. And like, I was able to say, no, I'm not doing that. No, I think we should do this differently. It was just the wrong network. You but know, if that wind wound up on, let's say Bravo or TLC, probably, probably, much, probably like, a much different story. Probably like more a TLC. Cause TLC. like TLC is more like heartwarming and like, mm. like just uplifting TV. Sure. Um, I would be in season five already. Mm. And I know it because it was just, it was such a great, it was just such a great show. And I'm not saying it because it was my show. It was just a great show in the sense of like, I was focused on like what my bride and grooms wanted mm. versus like, it wasn't my vision sure. of their wedding. It was their vision and I just made it better. Do you feel like it was more, was there like a rush, like the excitement of getting your own TV show kind of did away with not listening, kind of said, okay, I'm no. so excited. I'm not going to listen to my gut. No. Was that, you know, cause it's a big thing. No, I told my production company, I'm like, I don't think this is the right uh, network for my show. And they fought back on you. Not that they fought back. They were, they were supportive and they were listening to me and they heard me. They're like, but Mikey, in the grand scheme of things, you're getting your own show. So mm. like, if you feel like this isn't the, the right direction or the right, whatever it is, we could always navigate. And is that easier said than done? It is because it's just, you know, in, in the TV world for like a show like mine, it's like, you almost get like one shot to do it. And if yeah. it's not successful, then it's a failure for everyone to for see. Life. Right. Yeah. But it's funny because like I equated this to like my celebrity friends who have like 
pilot after pilot after movie after this after so they they keep getting like more and more shots at it whereas in my world it's like it's a one and done but i think there's something in the future yeah i was gonna say i don't know if it's definitely no. know, the nails in the no you know what like idea, when you know? when you're passionate about something and you love something like you make it work and you make it happen so like if it's not happening currently right now like i'll just i'll make it i'll make it yeah. happen you know and, and I mean, look, there's so many. And the other thing, the other thing about what's really interesting in the time frame that we're in right now is I feel networks are going to be done anyway. I know it's crazy. Facebook, YouTube, yeah. Amazon are it's all crazy. looking for original native content yeah. to their platforms. So I feel like in the next few years, opportunities for people like yourself are going to be tenfold to what yeah. they are now because you're going to be right. able to bypass selling it to FYI and Facebook's right. going to say, hey, right, let's we just, want to launch a wedding show or a wedding right. station, you know, right. and uh, and there, there will be massive opportunities, right. I feel like. And listen, like I've turned down so much TV because it wasn't the right TV. Yeah. So that's also like another tip for you know people watching like don't just do everything because mm. everything won't be the best for you you know so like you have to think of your brand what you're trying to achieve what are you building like what's the goal like i could have done a thousand tv things and it just wasn't it just wasn't the right fit and i knew it wasn't the right fit would have got me more like notoriety and press and all of that yeah but like that didn't outweigh my brand. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I, you know like I got to see uh, and listen to Sylvester Stallone's story, and I remember he he was offered I think a hundred thousand dollars for Rocky. Really? Yeah, it's a true story. And they uh, there was actually a boxer that the story was was written after, um, and they wanted to give him a hundred grand, and he wouldn't sell the rights to it. Said right. screw you, and then cast himself in it. Right. And he tra he's like, I knew this was going to be the biggest thing right. ever. Um, Again, he followed his gut. He followed his gut. Right. It's an interesting story because now, obviously, billions right. of dollars right. later and 10 films later. Right. You know, it's one of the most came from that. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. came from, if he would have sold that $100,000, he would have lost all the rights. Because he had like a goal and yep. he knew like where it was going and he just didn't want to take and a shortcut. And then he went and bought his dog back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> he went, yeah. he went and got his dog back, yes. which I think is awesome. Um, so going uh, next, next year, we're thinking maybe another TV show in the future? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, offers on the table. I mean, yeah, I'm doing I'm here. like um, definitely the morning shows and stuff yep. like that's just always fun to do. Um, but yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. What, uh, anything else you want to share? Um, that I can share. Yeah. Not that I can about, share. You can talk about it. All right, cool. No, I, can, I can never talk about, about anything. anything good. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you, you dropped the, you dropped a lot on us, yes, which, I, I, which I appreciate. So I just want to, uh, I want to thank you. I mean, you, you've been, uh, an amazing friend to me. You know, I honestly think that, uh, my career would not be where it was had I not met you because I think you opened those doors, but more importantly, not just open those doors. You did it, um, just genuinely because you're a great fucking person. And, um, for whatever reason you saw something in me when I was younger and, uh, we've developed a 17 year friendship from that. And I think it's, it's insane and it's heartfelt. And I, I want to just thank you for that because I, I mean that it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to make me cry. No, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, no, it's genuine though, because you know, so many, I meet, you meet so many people in this industry and so many people are truly full of fucking shit yeah. and, 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 and it, 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 it just, it, 
it's transparent. Right. So when you meet someone who genuinely believes in you and then sticks with you through ups, downs, listen, not every job goes perfectly, but they stick with you with that. And there is a commitment to that, that, that is a testament to your moral character and your fortitude. Right. Um, so I'm honored not just to call you my friend, but my business associate. Yes. Um, and, and I know, I know for <laughs> as long as I'm shooting weddings, I will have you as that. So, yes. um, yeah, now that I made you cry, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but that, that was, that was from no, that's okay. I cry, uh, I cry all the time. <laughs> um, where, where tell everyone, I mean, we're going to include it in the show links, but please, if somebody wants to hire you to plan a fabulous event, um, or if they want to have you on their television show, where, where yep. do they, where do they connect with you? Uh, just michaelrussoevents.com and there's contact info cool. there. And on social? Social, Mikey Russo. Okay. M-I-K-I-E Russo. Yes. And Mikey does not share a lot on social because he can't sometimes. No, like you'll see a lot of my dog <laughs> and then my events post yes post, post wedding but post. a lot of stuff you cannot legally share prior right. to which right. i know is why i mean i'll throw like little hints every now yeah. and then um people don't typically pick pick <laughs> up on them um but i do drop hints every now and then well i want to thank you for taking the time to yes. do this you're fucking awesome i love you thanks man. for having thank me thank you so much mike hey everybody doing this has been an absolute journey and an amazing time i have learned so much and i want to thank you all for listening in if you kindly would we would just ask you for your support uh, if you've liked the show if you've gained anything from it please leave us a five-star review on itunes or any of the other platforms where you are viewing this we would greatly appreciate it and it means the world thank you so much for listening in you can find us online at anthonyvasquezworkshops.com as well as on social on instagram facebook and on youtube at anthony vasquez workshops we look forward to seeing you there